0: It's Saturday Story Circle with host Scott Mosher.
1: The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences.
2: Decoder Ring Theatre presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvellous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against the forces of darkness and oppression. Together with his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, he fights a private war that evildoers everywhere shall know justice at the hands of the Red Panda!
1: This episode... THE CHIMES AT MIDNIGHT! Thank you, folks! Happy Holidays! Happy Holidays! Happy Holidays!
2: Happy... What the heck is that? Wow! Hey!
3: Is everybody alright?
4: Hello? Hello? What is that thing? Well, that was unpleasant. HOLY
3: CATS! IT'S A GIRL!
4: HOLY CATS? DID HE JUST SAY HOLY CATS?
3: TAKE IT EASY, MISS Blair.
4: I THOUGHT THEY SPOKE ENGLISH HERE. THEY
3: DO. JUST LEAVE EVERYTHING TO ME. Jeez, LADY! I, th- I THINK YOUR CLOTHES GOT TORN UP SOME IN THE CRASH. HERE, HERE, TAKE MY COAT. I DON'T WANT YOUR
4: COAT. I'LL HAVE YOU KNOW THIS IS THE VERY LATEST FASHION.
3: LADY, THAT... THAT ISN'T EVEN DECENT.
4: PURITANS. ARE THEY PURITANS HERE? YOU DIDN'T MENTION THAT.
3: BE QUIET OR THEY'LL BURN YOU AS A WITCH. Allow me to introduce myself, good sir. I am Professor Hank Schiffman of Coast University. Oh, I never heard of Coast University. Where, where's that? Phoenix, Arizona. That isn't on a coast. Well, not yet, no. And this lovely young thing is my research assistant, Miss Blur. What kind of name is Blur? Blur.
4: Comanche Indian? Are they still afraid of Indians here?
3: You aren't much of a research assistant, are you?
4: You've never complained before. Why is it so cold here?
3: Well, ideally because it is Toronto, and I'm hoping that it's winter.
4: What has that got to do with it?
3: Winter? Well, of course it's winter.
4: Excellent.
3: And the date, good sir. The what? The date. The day. The temporal longitude and latitude. We must be close. I'm sure we're close. I I hope we're close. Well, it's Boxing Day.
4: Boxing Day? What the heck does that mean? Oh,
3: I know this one. Archaic pseudo-holiday. Uh, extra day off reserved for certain former British colonies. Uh, December 22nd! 26th? Really? You could have sworn it was the day after solstice. And, and the year. You're kidding me.
4: He isn't, and I'm not. It's 1945. A year? You missed it by a year? You
3: are a silly girl, you know that? A few days at best, and we're on the good side of it. Listen, old chum. I must implore you to keep silent on the matter of this little fender bender here. keep silent, but Professor Schiffman, you came roaring in out of the sky in this this i, I don't I don't know what It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen,
4: yeah, and the last thing too. No,
3: don't kill him. You'll do incalculable damage to the time stream.
4: Aren't we pretty much here to burn the time stream to the ground? What's a
3: time stream? I'm afraid we have no time for this. The local authorities may be here at any moment. And my associate and I must remove our equipment. So, with the assistance of this neural inhibitor... Uh, Hey! I'm afraid I really must insist.
1: Happy holidays!
4: Happy holidays! Happy holidays! That was creepy. It was like he couldn't see us at all. No
3: time to wonder at the marvels of modern science, young lady. Help me with the ship. We need a place to hide for a few days before we kill the greatest hero of this age.
5: Harry Kelly! In my office! What is it, Chief? Don't call me Chief. Editor Parley is back. If you want to call somebody chief, make it him.
0: But he always tells me not to. Yeah, but he secretly loves it. How can you tell?
5: He kept promoting me.
0: And then he had a heart attack.
5: From which he has now recovered. So don't call me chief is my point.
0: Duly noted. Did you want something?
5: (laughs) Did I want something?
0: Yeah, you bellowed. I assumed you wanted something.
5: Are you uh, dangling your toes in the pool of journalistic banner around here?
0: I guess I was trying. Do you like it? I
5: hate it. Keep it up. Also, one wonders if you are aware of the time?
0: The time? Yes,
5: the time. The fourth dimension through which we travel on a one-way street. You haven't pawned your wristwatch, have you? Pawned my... You have been late for work every day this week. You're kidding me, right? This is a newspaper, Harry, not a social club. You're... but, but you... Don't sputter an in indignation. Speak up, my boy.
0: You've had me hooked up to every machine in Dr. C's lab. Whoa been testing my powers every which way
5: okay okay, okay. close
0: that door you tell me i have to play super guinea pig at all hours i got it and then you yell at
5: me for being late that's not yelling this is yelling xnay on the uber say and oblique pay what
0: do you wait oblique pay you know what it means
5: how did you know how did i know what I've had a secret identity for more years than I care to mention, and you just busted me. Don't how did I know, what me?
0: You're kidding, right? Harry! I mean, I guess there was some hypnosis going on in there somewhere, because I didn't know for a long time. But then the flying squirrel called me tiny, which no one but my hard-bitten boss says, and then it all seemed so obvious. I thought you were... I thought you were kind of telling me. I wasn't. And that meant the Red Panda could only be Mr. Baxter.
5: (laughs) Who says so?
0: I do. I always knew the boss was sweet on you.
5: Okay. This is awkward. Why awkward? If I'm gonna be a hero, too. You are not a hero. You are a medical experiment, and we're going to figure out how to cure you.
1: I don't wanna be cured. I wanna help. Baxter! Kelly! Open this door so I can holler at you properly!
5: We aren't finished with this, young man. Why, Editor Pearlie, how sweet of you to drop
1: by Sweet? Sweet? I just thought I'd help you order flowers for the early grave you're both sending me to
5: It isn't that early, Tim Most of us can't believe you lived this long
1: hardy ha ha! You are a pistol, Mrs. Baxter Fenwick Ah, pistol! If you keep standing around, you're bound to get fired
5: Oh, five weeks in a sickbed How many of them did you spend dreaming that line up?
1: <laughs> Thanks, I was pretty pleased with that one you two do remember that we're running a daily paper here, and that much of the content of that paper is made up of the day's current events? Yes, editor yes, Purley. Purley. So how come the word is that the telegraph is preparing to go to a special edition, and my crusading associate editor and my newly minted crime beat reporter are standing around like a pair of hat rocks? Special edition? About what? Apparently a, a swarm of little mechanical monstrosities descended upon Midtown nearly an hour ago. They... Scuttle like spiders, and if the police or the Red Panda damage one, it blows itself to Kingdom Come! The Red Panda? Yes, just because robotic terrorists don't sell enough papers, the man in the mask is on the scene too! So why are you both still standing here?
5: Mr. Pearly, that sound you hear is us breaking the sound barrier.
6: Alright, little fellow. No need to get excited. There's no way out of this alley without getting past me... No! Thank you! (laughs) Carefully... I don't want to harm you. I just want to find out where you came from. Can you understand me? I can help you. Help you get back to... wherever it is that hat-sized mechanical spiders come from. Carefully, carefully, this won't hurt a bit, good, now we just, well, that was disappointing.
5: You didn't really think that was going to work, did you?
6: Oh, hello, darling, what are you doing up there?
5: Watching you trying to sweet-talk a robot bug.
6: The form is more arachnidian than insectoid, but I see your point.
5: Why didn't you just smash it?
6: Because they smash themselves. Very completely. The entire workings reduced to a fine, powdery ash when the robots are damaged or restrained.
5: So, doesn't that just kind of save time?
6: Unless you wanted to know where these whizbangs came from in order to determine if they are a threat. And since the self-destruct capacity is so very, very thorough... It
5: stands to reason that whoever sent the bugaboos doesn't want to be found. Yes. Which makes you want to find them even more.
6: It does. I'm funny that way.
5: And you didn't call your extremely attractive partner in both crime-fighting and life, because...
6: Let's get to the rooftops before we're swarmed by reporters! <sighs>
5: Was a general desire not to be swarmed by reporters part of why you didn't call me?
6: You can swarm me any time you like, darling. I think I've been pretty clear on that point.
5: Just making sure.
6: That girl reporter from the Telegraph has been at my heels all morning, though. You know the one I mean.
5: Roxy Ripka.
6: Yes. And I think I saw Harry Kelly poking his nose in the mouth of the alley, and that was bound to get socially awkward.
5: Yeah, well, speaking of which, guess who rumbled our secret identities?
6: Well, yes. He isn't an idiot, you know.
5: You knew!
6: I suspected. We can deal with it later. Come over here.
5: Are we taking in the view?
6: We are. You can see the whole field of play from here. Here's what I've been able to piece together. See that drugstore?
5: With a big mud puddle up front? Yes.
6: There was a strange woman there, making a fuss. I mention her because four different witnesses did, so she must have been fairly obnoxious.
5: Or fairly something...
6: Yes. Apparently her outfit was... remarkable. It... uh, didn't leave much to the imagination.
5: Is that a fact?
6: Don't get your pretty nose out of joint. My imagination only has eyes for you. Besides, I didn't even see her. She disappeared the instant these... drones appeared across the street.
5: And now we're back on subject.
6: I don't think so. Bright flash of light two or three dozen robotic spidery things appear, you'd be surprised how many people stood and stared to see what they would do. How many? Everyone. Every last man-jack of them, except our mystery woman who took off like a shot.
5: Because she already knew what the robots would do and wanted no part of it?
6: Well, let's call it a possibility.
5: And what did they do?
6: Nothing. Well, not nothing. They scared the living daylights out of a woman standing at the bus stop, chased her across the street, where a young man fended the things off, quite bravely by all accounts. Then, after two or three minutes, they began to scuttle off, which is about when I arrived and I've been playing blind man's bluff with the physical evidence ever since.
5: They didn't steal anything or blow anything up?
6: If there was a criminal intent at play, I can't imagine what it was. And without a measurable intent... We seem to be left chasing our tails.
5: Good times.
6: You are listening to The Red Panda Adventures from Decoderingtheater.com.
3: All right, here we are then. What is that? This is a dress.
4: It's too small for you. It
3: isn't for me, Miss Blur. It is for you.
4: I am not wearing that.
3: You are. Or I'm chaining you to the radiator, and don't you think that I won't? But Professor Schiffman... We are sitting on top of a payday that will make us rich beyond the dreams of avarice, young lady. And you are on the verge of blowing it. You brought the Kronal drones down on us once already.
4: How? How did I do that? If it's all my fault, then at least explain it to me.
3: My dear girl, the official forces that govern such forbidden technology as my timeship have many ways to enforce their restrictions. And if you are very clever, have no morals at all, and don't mind the possibility of collapsing reality as we know it, you can get around them quite nicely.
4: By blending in.
3: By blending in, exactly. By having as little measurable impact on the time stream as possible until it is far, far too late. But when you started shouting and carrying on...
4: I wanted a soy dog with wasabi. Is that too much to ask?
3: Yes. In 1945, that is too much to ask in a very loud voice while wearing far too little. (sighs) Ah.
4: I still don't see how that helped the robots to find us.
3: Because of you, someone did not do something that they should have done. Some event of deep enough significance for the ripple to be felt six centuries from now. The drones were dispatched to repair the damage, which would have included ripping us from limb to limb if they had the opportunity. So now you are going to put on this pretty dress and be just as quiet as a little mouse while we wait for our window to hit our target. And once he is dead, our payment will be triggered and we can ride the temporal shockwave all the way home. Understood.
4: Fine. I don't know a thing about history and slightly less about temporal physics. I don't understand why you cut me in on this job in the first place.
3: Because our clients have calculated that eliminating one man would have a profound change on our time, one that would be of immense benefit to them. And if we succeed, they'll never even know that they had somebody killed. In fact, it could be argued that they didn't. So we didn't. Legally, that is. Full proof.
4: Sure, full proof.
3: But I've never done anything quite like this before. A petty theft, minor incursions, yes, but assassinating a major historical figure. There is just the smallest chance that we will return to our own time to find it unrecognizable, or a barren wasteland. And I thought, who could I quite happily amuse myself until the end of time with? And here you are.
4: That's actually kind of sweet. In a demented, deeply criminal way. Shucks, thanks. Shucks? You're even talking like them now.
3: I'm blending in.
4: Blending in. I tell you, Hank, New Year's Day can't come fast enough.
0: I think I've got it. Oh, hello, sir. Mr... Kelly, is it? Oh. Sorry, she didn't. Does he. Does he know?
5: He knows. He is not an idiot, is all.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Right. No, I thought I was okay, but I'm not. I'll just close the door, shall I?
5: You know, there's a room full of reporters out there, and no convincing reason for we three kings to be in a room with the door closed, I'm just saying.
0: I'm sorry, I, I didn't. Didn't know, uh. Mr. Baxter was here. Mr. Baxter?
5: It's cute, isn't
0: it? My
6: father would be appalled. I love it. I don't understand. It's all right, Harry. We were just... Dear me, this is awkward. Why is this awkward?
5: Because you are breaking rule number one.
6: I have so many rule number ones, it's difficult to keep track.
5: We were just discussing the newspaper story of these mysterious robots. Does that help?
6: Yes. Well, not really, but you're adorable
5: It's true And then some lunatic burst in shouting that he's got it They did? You did I did I did! I've got it! What is that in your hand? It's a copy of the telegraph Why are you holding a copy of the telegraph? She sent it to me Who did? She did, Roxy Ripka
0: It's a thing we do when we scoop each other
5: Since when?
0: I don't know, a month or two Since I went on the crime beat It's a reporter thing No, it isn't Sure it is She's just giving me a hard time. It's scented. Smell that. She just does that to get my goat.
5: Harry Kelly, I forbid you to date this she-vixen from the telegraph.
6: All vixens are she's. It's a term for a female fox.
5: Thank you very much, Professor Science.
0: Can we all just shut up and read Roxy's article? She's... Roxy, now.
5: I noticed and am furious. Read.
6: Hmm. It seems to be an exclusive interview with the woman who was harassed at the bus stop.
5: You know who get exclusive interviews with eyewitnesses? Much better reporters. Can we just...
0: Can I just talk to the flying squirrel for a minute?
5: I'll try, but she's sitting at Kit Baxter's desk.
0: Harry? Yes? This is all very interesting, but what does it have to do with the case? Look... See, this is the man who helped her. When she ran across the street, he protected her and drove the robots away. How? By, I don't know, waving his arms? That seems unlikely.
6: At best. The two of them seem to have struck up something of a romance. Miss Ripker makes quite a bit of
0: journalistic hay over it.
5: Much better, reporter?
0: Yeah, maybe not. Here's what she missed. Miss Simon, that's her name, Miss Simon was heading west on college on the south side. She crossed to the north side to avoid a strange woman who was causing a fuss in front of the drugstore and decided to catch the bus instead. Suddenly, the spider-things appeared out of nowhere and drove her back to the south side of the street. Back to the same spot where she would have been if she had never crossed, in fact. They followed her for no reason, did no real harm apart from scaring her, and after cornering her and her newfound protector for a few minutes, they dispersed for no apparent reason. Waving
5: arms, notwithstanding. Yes. Okay, but what are you trying to say?
0: That the robots were trying to set things right. Did you read about this other woman? What she was saying and wearing... She didn't belong there. Miss Simon was supposed to stay on the south side, meet this man, and fall in love with him, and when she didn't, the robots arrived to fix it.
5: So they're love robots?
0: Cupid's little spiders? Yes. No. Maybe.
5: I wonder if we can hire Roxy Ripka away from the telegraph.
6: Do you happen to recall what we did with that portable temporal flux detector?
5: We gave it back to Dr. Chronopolis.
6: Really? That was careless of us.
5: Wait, temporal flux? You think the robot spiders are from the future?
6: Why not? It explains the loose ends of Harry's theory.
5: This is a theory now?
6: And if someone was trying to repair damage to history as they know it, it would explain why the self-destruct capability on their technology is so very, very thorough.
5: So we grab the scanner from Dr. C and confirm that we've got time tourists in town. Then we find this mystery woman who bolted from the drugstore when the robots appeared.
0: Yes, I can help you. You already have. No, I mean really help you. Come on, you're about to scour the city for one woman. I can fly really fast.
5: I can see... No, Harry. No, 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 no.
0: I've passed all of Dr. C's tests. There's nothing wrong with me.
5: There's something wrong with you. If you think the Red Panda needs help from an amateur...
0: Then teach me how to be a professional. All these things I can do. I have to use them to help people. Why not get me started on the right foot? Because then we'd be responsible for whatever happened to you. I think the ship kind of sailed on that when I was ten years old. Remember when the, the mummies chased me? Or when Mordriel threw me off the bridge? Remember We when... remember. Let me help you... I got a name all picked out and everything.
5: Is it the Black Eagle? How did you... You owe me a dollar.
0: I distinctly said no bet. But
5: how did you... You aren't under the impression that this is a clever idea, are you? An amalgam of the Black Cap and Eagle Eyes Kelly? I think half the guys who are in the network with you will figure this one out in five minutes.
6: And I know three heroes called the Black Something or Other, and all of them are, well, black.
5: Also, you aren't going to be a superhero. At all. But, if you are very good and keep your hands in your pockets, we just might give you an exclusive story when it's all done. And when Kit Baxter gets back to her desk, that just might be enough to let you go on being a reporter. Let's move!
6: Did you hear something?
5: Like what? Like far-off holiday festivities? (laughs) Swanky New Year's Eve parties a long (sighs) way away. The popping of champagne corks heard at a great distance. If
6: the answer is no, you could just say so.
5: Sweetie, we haven't had a decent hit on that time gizmo for days. We've been everywhere, talked to everybody. Buzz the city in your auto gyro.
6: Yes, but that was mostly just for fun.
5: The trail's gone cold.
6: And we have discussed at some length exactly why that might be.
5: Yes, we have.
6: Because our quarry has gone to ground. And made every effort not to cause ripples in the time stream. Nothing for us
5: to trace. Us or the clockwork bugs from the time that time forgot? Yes. But now the obnoxious half-naked lady is on the move. Yes. So why don't I see any of our creepy robot pals?
6: I couldn't say. I don't know how their equipment works. They kept exploding before I could examine them. I do, however, have a pretty good idea how the temporal flux detector works, and it says that our guest or guests are out of hiding and in this area...
5: She came all this way to see the portlands in the middle of the night? Apparently. On New Year's Eve. When was the last time we danced on New Year's Eve?
6: 1940.
5: Right before Archangel's goons tried to kill us.
6: Yes. You wore green. I remember it distinctly.
5: (laughs) Would we even know what to do on a normal date?
6: It's an interesting question. There.
5: Where? What? The needle on the thingus didn't even move.
6: No, but there are two infrared signatures... Down there. What's the plan? Difficult to say what kind of technology they possess. We already know that time travel has been, or will be, discovered more than once. The secret is suppressed, or hidden... Or
5: lost, when someone accidentally erases himself from history?
6: And these are just the ones that we know about. We can assume the worst, but we can't act on that assumption fully, not until we know more.
5: We will achieve that by
6: By moving quickly and quietly, my darling. the same as always.
3: Come on.
4: Professor Shipman, I'm scared.
3: Courage, Miss Blur. Screw your courage to the sticking place, and we'll not fail.
4: You still haven't told me what your plan is. I mean, how are you gonna do it?
3: I'm going to use this, of course.
4: A gun? You're going to shoot him with a gun? It isn't like that's never been tried.
3: Yes, but not by me. And not at this precise moment.
4: I've changed my mind. I'll take my chances with the historical reboot.
3: There is nothing to fear. My research is impeccable. The hero dies tonight, then we step into my timeship here, and off we go. Simple.
4: Professor Schiffman, don't take this the wrong way. I like you very much. But you are a completely suicidal lunatic... Look at this pistol! It's a museum piece! Does it even have energy cells?
3: Good old-fashioned bullets. They'd have detected anachronistic weapons technology and we'd already be dead.
4: If it be not now, yet it will come.
3: Are you quoting Shakespeare back at me? I find that very attractive in a woman.
4: I was just repeating something I heard you say.
3: Quoting me? That's even more attractive. Miss Blur, when we are fabulously wealthy... Will you marry me?
4: I will, if you give this plan up right now. I don't need to be fabulously wealthy. I just need to not be killed trying to murder a superhero.
6: I should listen to the lady if I were you, Professor Schiffman. Who is that? Do you really have to ask? You seem to have come quite a distance to murder me.
3: Murder you? (laughs) Oh, dear sir, I don't... Wait. That mask... You're the Red Panda? Yes. Who's the Red Panda? I I thought you were already dead. No matter. I will shoot you if I have to, and I promise you, at this point it couldn't matter to the time stream much less. Shoot me. With that,
6: I'm terrified.
5: Put the gun down, idiot. Idiot?
4: Who's she calling idiot? Now there is an outfit that I like.
3: I promise you, I mean no harm to either of you. I'm just here to deal with a little problem for an employer. Just business.
5: Why is he still talking?
3: Because I'm curious. Who is your target, killer? I protest that. I'm not a killer. Not yet, really. Just the offer was... Well, it was really too good to be true. I've been running so long. Wanted to hang it up before it was all too late. I suppose you can relate.
5: He's creeping me out. You're creeping me out.
6: You came here to kill a hero.
3: Before he becomes a hero, yes. He's right behind us. You probably can't even see him in the shadows, but I can. Cat's eyes. Really, cloned implants... In just a few minutes, he's due to get his powers, but right now, he's still just a man. And that is how he will die!
1: Ah! Harry!
3: Yes, the late Harry Kelly. The man who will never become the Black Eagle. Boy, that really stings. What? No! Impossible!
0: I mean, you hear bulletproof and you just kind of assume. No, like... no, not yet!
4: Is it broken? Sure. What the heck?
3: It is broken. You tried to kill... Why did you come all this way? Look, I'm not going to be paid for this job, that seems pretty clear. Which means I should probably avoid further damage to the time stream of the kind that will cause me to be eviscerated by temporal drones. No. It isn't
6: quite good enough. Why did you come to this place
3: right here
6: and right now... My mind is in your mind.
3: It was his origin story. At the moment that I heard the chimes at midnight ring in the new year, 1946, I knew that the Black Eagle had been born and that my fight had just begun. It's a historical text. From a collection of writings on the subject by Lee Roxy Ripka. Her real name is Lee. Who the heck lies about his origin story? Harry does. To Roxy Ripka.
0: Think you can remember all that? Sure. Because it's true. Look around, Professor. No robots. You didn't change events. You made them happen.
5: We aren't really going to let these two idiots make his decision for us, are we?
0: Yes.
3: Yes, I think we probably are. Oh, marvelous... They'll kill me! They'll kill us both! Please! Sleep.
4: Hank? Hank, baby, what did he do to you?
3: Sleep.
5: What do we do about Abbott and Costello here?
6: A little catch and release. Some careful hypnotic work ought to convince them that they belong in this time. A few forged documents, et voila! Two honest citizens of 1946. We hide the timeship without taking so much as a peek, bury it in storage at Fenwick Laboratories, and if the future agrees, send no robot spiders now. See, that worked fine.
5: You know what the worst part is? That corny black eagle name made it too.
6: Yes, it did. And you can stop grinning, young man.
0: No, sir. Red Panda,
2: I really can't. It- and so concludes another adventure of the red panda this recording and the story characters and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder greg taylor and are produced and distributed by decoder ring theater through arrangement with him These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theatre brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheatre.com is your address to adventure!
6: Hank Schiffman and Lee Ripka are Kickstarter backers of the Red Panda full-cast video comic project and had their names appear in this episode of The Red Panda Adventures as a reward for their extraordinary support. Thank you both. The Red Panda Adventures, episode 111, The Chimes at Midnight, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Scott Moyle, Ryan Saro, Andrea Lyons, Christopher Mott, Clarissa de Nederlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night.
3: Ah, Saturday's Story Circle in the Mutual Audio Network. A time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with adventure, humor, and fun. Speaking of family-friendly, have you listened to Bells in the Bathory? Catch it on Friday Follies and every other week on Sunday Showcase. It's a time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with stinky puns, odd characters, and bizarre plots, such as they are. Bells in the Batfree on the Mutual Audio Network. It will have your family going around in circles.